you doing today? I am doing swell. How are you? Tight. Just living each day inside. Yeah, that's that's my life now. Sometimes when I'm feeling really fancy, I'll go outside. Sometimes I'll walk down the block and I'm like, ooh, scandalous. <laughs> That's what we've been doing. We've been taking walks because we can. And also my lovely friend Kylie sent us masks. So we don't have to tie scarves around our faces anymore and not be able to breathe. Yeah, I keep seeing that. Like people out with like uh, bandanas around their faces. I was like, you guys look like bandits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like a little weird. Yeah, well, like the extra bitch I am, I was using a silk scarf, and let me tell you, that shit does not breathe. Wow. Yes. My mom made me masks, so I have mm. I have a couple. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Also, we're recording on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day, Lisa. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yeah. Future moms, current moms, past moms, all the moms. Yeah. Uh, today is not a very mom-centric episode. Probably for the best. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter one, but it also kind of uh, plays back into the um, what we were talking about with what you should watch during quarantine. Right. And this is also kind of what you should read during quarantine, because it's a book and then a movie. Oh, and we love a book. And just like, we love a book. And it's not too long of a book either. Um, and uh, similar to what I did with uh, my episode on It, by Stephen King. This is Gerald's Game by Stephen King. Oh, it's, it's not a very well-known one. Do you know what the story of Gerald's Game is? I'm gonna be honest. You said that, and the first thing I thought of was Jerry's Game, the Pixar thing, and then it occurred to me, no, that's not the same thing. No, it's not. This is a little more sinister. So my considering all was Stephen for Jerry King and his game. <laughs> Just that's the one with, with the there. guy with the the chessboard, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that was Gerald's the first game. Yes, I believe that was the first Pixar short. Well, I believe, I, but I also think Jerry spelled his name with a G. Oh, so really? theoretically, yeah. So theoretically, his name would also be Gerald, or just Jerry. Was that one before A Bug's Life? Yes, I believe it was. It was either before Story? A Bug's Life or Toy Story. It was. Yeah, it's Jerry's G E R I's game oh wow really sweet for a Bitch! for a loop with that spelling yes but it's the sweetest old man and we love him so even though he looks a little creepy in some of these photos but well there's we, a creepy guy stand. in this story too let's get into it let's get into it so the book like i said it's by stephen king it's uh from 1992 the year i was born hey early hey 90s, 90s um, baby 90s baby and the story is about a woman whose husband dies of a heart attack while they're playing like some sexual role-playing game and she's handcuffed to the bed oh! and do you know the story yes yeah i didn't know well, that's what it was called it comes up uh the movie is on netflix so yes. i'll get into it in a little bit but um it's kind of a sleeper too like not a lot of mm-hmm. people talked about at least like true crime groups that i was a part of i know it's not true crime but like it's crime you would think like horror suspense paranormal stuff that's all in the same kind of uh vein right and not a lot of people were talking about it but i had read the book and it was really really good so she's handcuffed to the bed her husband has died she fucking can't get out it's terrifying and the entire story is told by her 
um, coming to the realization that she's trapped and there's little hope of rescue. And then she uh, begins to let the voices in her head kind of take over. So the entire story is such a bold concept is I think it's like the first chapter of the book, Gerald dies and the entire story is her handcuffed to a bed and everything that is happening is her own thoughts. Like that's the, right. the like no setting change, like nothing. It's crazy. I mean, there's flashbacks to her childhood and everything. I won't spoil it, but um, the synopsis on Goodreads on like the back of the book says Stephen King cranks up the suspense in a different kind of bedtime story. A game of seduction between a wife and husband goes horribly awry when the husband dies, but the nightmare has just begun. Um, the book is actually dedicated to uh, Stephen King's wife, wife uh, Tabitha, uh, and her sisters. I was afraid of that. Uh, it says, quote, The book is dedicated with love and admiration to six good women, Margaret Spruce Morehouse, Catherine Spruce Graves, Stephanie Spruce Leonard, Anne Spruce LeBray, and Tabitha Spruce tabitha spruce king and marcella spruce um the book was originally intended to be a companion piece to stephen king's novel dolores uh, claiborne with the connecting theme of two mar- of two women in crisis caught in a path of eclipse though this aspect was greatly reduced by the time the book was actually published okay uh it has a three point uh 3.51 out of five on goodreads Ooh. and it's one of the shorter Stephen King novels. It's only 332 pages. Okay. So Still pretty meaty. If you're like me or our friend Elisa, you can knock it out in like one quarantine day. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's fucking nothing else going on. Nope. And after you finish it, you can go and watch the movie. And it was uh, from 2017. It's an American psychological horror thriller directed and edited by Mike Flanagan and screenplay by Flanagan and Jeff Howard. Uh, the film had its world premiere at BFI South Bank on September 19th, 2017, and was released on Netflix on September 29th, 2017. Um, it received positive reviews from critics um, who said that, uh, I think her last name's Gugino. Carla Gugino. Gugino. Okay, okay. She She's is, the she mom plays... from Spy Kids. You don't know? Oh shit! I think I actually wrote that on here. Girl, I, I went into um, I went into some of the um, the actors, but um, I didn't. I was like looking up stuff to pronounce her last name, and I couldn't find it. Gugino. I, th- I Gugino. think it's I think it's Gugino. Gugino. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, um, which I very well may be. I'm going with it. The critics said that her performance was incredible. Flanagan's direction was amazing. The film's themes and their treatment were also singled out in very positive reviews. Okay. Um, In an interview with Thrillist, director Mike Flanagan revealed that he was obsessed with adapting Gerald's game, even though he thought it was pretty much unfilmable, saying, quote, the crux of the story is her experience of trying to think her way out, and that's so hard to convey cinematically. The book mm-hmm. is arresting in that way. You are her, and it's very visceral and challenging experience to read. When I put it down, I was breathless and I had goosebumps. I was like, God damn, this is one of the best, most immersive reading experience I've had in a while, and it's unfilmable, end quote. Wow. Uh, apparently not, yeah. and did very well. It got a 78% score on Google, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 91 percent 
uh, audi- uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and 71% audience score. There it so, is. Yeah, really high. Yeah, and you know what that means when all of the audience scores are super low is that they just didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it. Uh, Stephen King does a lot of, like, psychological stuff in his books. Like, yeah. I even think the... I just finished... Um, it too it chapter two last night mm-hmm. because i started watching it on a plane and then forgot about it <laughs> um but i was watching that and i'm like they changed so much from the book that i was like is this even necessary i was like is this just to make it more visually appealing but um there's a lot of stuff that happens inside people's heads in Stephen King's books that like I can understand why it's kind of hard to film but this one being entirely in her head like Flanagan said yeah it seems unfilmable like what are you going to do with this right. uh, but it just it turned out so perfectly like it never had a hiccup in the entire uh, movie it just flows together so seamlessly um, the critics consensus is quote Carla Gugino uh, carries Gerald's game's small-scale suspense with a career-defining performance, end quote. And uh, I have a good review and a bad review. One of the good reviews is from uh, Kevin Mayhar f- from Kevin Times who? UK. It's M-A-H-E-R. Mayer. Mayer. I've been, my name's been mispronounced enough, I know. Muhar. <laughs> Don't um, even... So Kevin Mayer from Times UK said, quote, finally, after the abysmal The Dark Tower and the overhyped It, we have a Stephen King adaption that's worthy of the brand, end quote. I can agree with that. Um, I'd never read The Dark Tower, but I saw it and I was like, meh. And I, I liked it. I like all the kids' performances, but I didn't love how they changed a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fan of how they did the kids' story in one movie and the adult story in the other because the switching back and forth in the book is kind of too much information all at once so it made it easier to digest especially if you hadn't read the book right um but like i said this one is perfect like if you read the book and then you saw the movie you'd be very happy with both of them Mm -hmm. but one of the bad reviews is from darren uh franich from entertainment weekly and he said quote when it works uh, it's because of Gugino and the rare performer who can suggest victimized despair and empowered triumph, end quote. I Which mean... isn't a horrible review. No. It's not like he said this movie sucks. But, no. Um, he especially liked um, Gugino's performance. Because who wouldn't? Exactly. She is the mom from Spy Kids. <laughs> so getting into some of the actors, Carla Gugino uh, plays Jesse Burlingame, who's the main character. Um, she was also in The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. She was in Watchmen. She was in Entourage. Mm-hmm. Like we said, she was in Spy Kids. And this one is specifically mm-hmm. for my sister. Shout out to Jean. She was in Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, oh, which I yeah! completely I completely forgot about that movie yes! until I read the title of it. And then like childhood came rushing yeah. back. Fun fact. Um, the star of that movie, Alexander Ludwig and I share a birthday fascinating oh, no. that was last week last yeah, week it was i lost all concept of time i don't remember when your birthday i think was. so last week okay we I'll talked about your birthday last week <laughs> all right then yes then yes it was last week okay Woo. um anyway gerald is played by 
Bruce Greenwood, and he was in Mad Men. He was in Star Trek Into Darkness, iRobot, The Larry Sanders Show, and Saint Elsewhere. Oh, okay. So, very long career. I think spanning back to Saint Elsewhere what might have been one of his first ones, so very early 90s. Yeah. 80s, 90s? Yeah, it's like 80s, 90s. Um, Stephen King said in a Vulture article of the casting, quote, I had casting approval and I approved them immediately. I knew their work, of course. Bruce Greenwood had worked for a while on uh, Ghost Brothers of Darkland County, which is a musical that Stephen King wrote. Oh. Um, and I'm just sorry he didn't get to sing in Gerald's Game because he has a terrific singing voice. Aw. It was a no-brainer for me. The script broke the book open into the interior part of the story in a way that I thought was terrific, end quote. And you know it's good because Stephen King has no problems uh, Talking disparaging, <laughs> disparaging yeah. some of his adaptions. Uh, he very famously didn't love Carrie, didn't yep. love uh, uh, The Shining. No. He hated Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of The Shining. Yep. Um, I want to say he hated Thinner, too. I don't know why that's popping up in my head. That seems correct. I, I have... <laughs> I've been doing this episode i've been researching most of his quotes on this specific uh adaption mm -hmm. but um i <laughs> did find a lot of interviews with stephen king where he talked shit about some of his adaptions <laughs> which and is he's very stephen funny. king so he can um yeah so the last thing i have is just a comparison um between the two there's very slight differences like i said it's very very faithful to the book so the the movie's not too different mm -hmm. but in the book, Gerald is described as overweight, a heavy drinker, and a smoker. But in the movie, he's played by Bruce Greenwood, who yeah, not you would not say, yeah, you would not say he's overweight at all. But no, um, I'd say he's daddy. Yeah, like you, I hated that. Please, Elliot, get rid of that. <laughs> Please, that hurt. That is like such a small change that like I don't think it it makes too much of a difference. I mean, obviously, if if somebody is overweight, a heavy drinker, and a smoker, they're more likely to have the heart attack that yeah. would kill them during this this thing. But it's not like it's not a huge deal. Yeah, it's not um, central to the plot. Exactly. The fact is that he has the heart attack and dies, and then she's left there. That's the main uh, part of the plot that is necessary for the movie. Right. Um, Gerald's death is slightly different. Uh, in the movie, after he handcuffs Jesse to the bed, she's protesting. Um, Gerald sits at the edge of the bed and argues with Jesse over their failing marriage, and then he suddenly clutches his chest and keels over on top of her. In the novel, Jesse is slightly more aggressive, and she kicks Gerald in the stomach and then the groin. He falls to the floor, cracking his head on the way down, has a heart attack, and then dies. Yeah. Ooh. So that's a little bit different. Arguably better on yeah. most accounts. Um, in the book, Jesse has more voices in her head, uh, which means that there's more characters to keep track of, which is another Stephen mm -hmm. Kingism is like characters, characters, characters. Let's put them all in there. Yeah. Um, the movie focuses most importantly on one um, and cuts out Ruth, which is one of her college friends, and Nora, who's a former psychiatrist. Um, they both play a big part in the book, but were completely cut out of the movie. Hmm. Um, in the movie Jesse has visions of herself and Gerald kind of acting um, as like an angel and devil, devil on her shoulder um, the voice she or vision she sees of herself is um, to 
keep fighting and to escape. And the voice or vision she sees of Gerald is like telling her to give up and that she's worthless. She's never going to get out of it. Um, and that doesn't happen in the book. Okay. And lastly, one of the big parts of the book and the movie, there's this creepy guy. And in the book, he is known as the space cowboy, which is from the line of the Steve Miller song, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yep. Um, and in the movie, he's known as the Moonlight Man. I don't want to say too much about him because I didn't know about this aspect of the um, the story when I first read the book. And especially seeing it in the movie, it's horrifying and creepy. Um, so if you're going to read it or you're going to watch it, just know that there's a creepy guy in there at some point <laughs> And you have to figure out for yourself if he's real or not. Um, so I know it's a little short one, but that's but it's a goodie. Game. It's a shorty, yeah. but a goodie. It's a shorty, but a goodie. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do a second episode for the week to supplement the shorty. Ooh. Will we maybe. now? We'll see. Possibly. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah. So go read the book, go watch the movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, It's a Netflix produced movie. So I believe Mm -hmm. you can find it anywhere in the the Netflix. Yeah. The Netflix. Yeah. It's not just Netflix America, which we've had problems with before. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, have we ever? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, If you have a very specific Stephen King, like, adaption that you want me to talk about, I really like Mm -hmm. talking about Stephen King books and movies. So let me know, and I can do another episode on one of those. And in the meantime, you can go to our website. Yes. Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. It does. We still have our list on there of um, movies you should watch during quarantine, and it's, like, broken down into different sections if Mm -hmm. you're feeling like drug crimes or like one case per episode um like cold case files and stuff like that so if you have suggestions for that list let us know i will add them i keep it on a running list so it will always be updated as long as people give me suggestions um you can follow us on all of our social media yeah facebook instagram twitter you can join our Patreon. I almost said LinkedIn. We're not on LinkedIn. Are we on LinkedIn? We are not on LinkedIn. That's the issue. I'm very careful right. not to put this on LinkedIn. Whatever. Just make her own LinkedIn account. Yeah, but like when you work for the government, that's not something that we yeah, need true. connected to us. That's right. We're both government workers. I know. Isn't it weird? <gasps> Except, you know. You're local government, and I'm DOD, but whatever. I'm the Parks and Rec. You are. I'm the Parks and Rec type of government. You're, you're Parks and Rec, and I'm more of a... The who, West Wing. Who, well, I was going <laughs> to say the West Wing, but it also it's give, it, it gives me a little bit of... Um, who did... Um, oh, it's killing me. It, she did Ben Wyatt and Leslie Nope's... Um, campaigns she doesn't like children yes that's who i'm seeing myself (laughs) perfect (laughs) 
Minus, you know, the utter hatred of children. I just I'm don't mind I'm 100% April from yes. Parks and Rec. Yes, you are April. You are April. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. Uh, yeah, so we will see you either later this week or next Tuesday. Who knows? Who knows? You'll Who have thought? to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.